Environmentalists frequently make a nuisance of themselves. They throw soup on beautiful paintings. They force us to use those stupid paper straws that turn to mush halfway through your drink. And on Friday, they took things further than usual when the British group Just Stop Oil blocked a mother from taking her baby to the hospital. See the mother arguing with her. Got my baby in the car. Move. Got to go to the hospital. Move. They don't move. This guy, this complete glass-eyed dude walking like a zombie with all these other radical environmentalists just saying no. No, they're just going to keep blocking traffic, even if it means a little baby can't make it to the hospital, even if it threatens the baby's life. It's not even that the environmentalists get angry. They just walk like zombies. Like they don't... They've surrendered some deep aspect of their humanity. Walking around like lunatics. Okay, you get the point. If it would not have slowed her down, that is, if this woman would not have been almost immediately arrested, she obviously should have just run them over. She, at the very least, should have just love-tapped them until they moved or fell. But she should have just run them over. When hippies' crimes threaten the life of one's baby, the just action is as clear as day. And just as clear is the left's anti-human agenda. The whole scene is just another reminder that at every single turn, the left will prioritize anything and everything over real, living, breathing people. They will prioritize the convenience of the mother uh, uh, over the life of little babies. The convenience, the, free, the autonomy of the mother over the life of little babies. They will prioritize the supposed comfort in reality, just the suppression of healthcare costs, by the way, but the supposed comfort of people over the lives of the elderly and the sick and the homeless killed by euthanasia. They will prioritize the rocks and the trees and the delta smelt. And if I want to be as charitable as I possibly can to these guys, they will prioritize the idea of humanity in the abstract generations from now over a living, breathing baby in a car who we can only hope and pray is still living and breathing. No thanks at all to the supposedly humanitarian liberals marching in the streets. I'm Michael Knowles. This is The Michael Knowles Show. Welcome back to the show. In just a moment, why we should disband U.S. women's soccer. We'll get to that in just a moment. First, though, I don't want to move on from stupid environmentalism just yet because I saw it. It's my favorite CNN headline ever. It's my favorite one. It's my favorite story. It's not just CNN here. It's a, it's a liberal proposal more broadly. Here's the headline. Giant kites could pull cargo ships across the ocean and slash their carbon emissions. Now, if you're watching right now, you can see the picture of this. But if you're not, just maybe close your eyes, picture what this would look like. Giant kites pulling ships. You may have seen kite surfers in action, harnessing the power of the wind to pull them over the sea. Now imagine, try to imagine this, the same concept applied to a 1,000 square meter kite flying 300 meters above the water. Only instead of towing a surfer across the waves, it's helping to propel 
a, a colossal cargo ship across the ocean. Well, that's the basic idea behind the sea wing, a technology being developed. It's being developed now. This is obviously in the very early stages, being developed by French company Air Seas, which it says could help cargo ships reduce their fuel consumption and cut their carbon emissions by an average of 20%. The liberals have just discovered the concept of sailboats. <laughs> sailboats were invented in 4000 BC, at least. Sailboats have been around for at least 6,000 years. And the libs just exasperated in their excitement. They say, we've got it. We've got the answer to environmentalism. Instead of having a ship powered by, I don't know, oil or coal or something like that, what we're going to do, we're going we're to fix this big thing to it. What do we call it? It's like a kite, but is there another word? Could we call it? Yeah, like a sail. And the sail is going to propel the boat. And what <laughs> we could call it? We could call it a sailboat. The libs love reinventing normal things and making them dumber. This is something I've observed about the libs for, for many years. This is just the most recent example of it. In the libs in the 60s, they, they decided they were going to have these new forms of living, man. They were going to live like, it's like a commune, man. And but they're all going to work together, you know, on the commune. And so like one person, man, they're going to bake the bread, you know. And the other man, they're going to like teach the kids, you know. And someone else on this new age of Aquarius kind of commune living, man, they're going to farm the food, man. And oh, you mean like a town? You're going you're gonna to live in a town. No, man, it's way cooler and more new and cool and hip, man, than all that, you know? The, the libs now, their new one, relatively new, they'll say, well, we need, we need mindfulness. Do you, we're just so wrapped up in our days. We need, what we need to do is stop all of our business and all of our distractions. We're going to sit, we're going to kind of close our eyes, and we're just going to we're just going to be mindful and we're going to say things in our heads. Like prayer, you're going to pray. Well, no, man, prayer is stodgy and old and conservative. We're going to, we're just going to say things in our heads that articulate our desires and our, our gratitude and our adoration. It's different in that mindfulness is just when you pray to yourself, you just worship yourself instead of prayer is when you pray to God, but okay, yeah. It's called, it's called prayer. It's been around for a while. Even gender ideology, by the way. Don't worry, I think we can keep this one on YouTube. I think this one's allowed to stay on YouTube. I'm, not, I'm, just, I'm actually saying a nice thing about gender ideology. The best part of gender ideology is finally, for the first time in a very long time, the liberals admitted that the soul exists. That's the best part. That's the silver lining in the storm cloud of gender ideology is that the liberals finally admitted for the first time in a long time that we're not just bags of meat, that we're not just our biology, that there's something else to us. Now, we traditionally call this the soul. That's what pretty much everyone for all of human history everywhere has called it. But now we call it, like the gen this is my gender identity or my true self or whatever they want to call it. But they just take basic normal things about life and they make them dumber like our new like the new kite affixed cargo ship 
formerly known as a sailboat. When things get really dumb and stupid in the world, sometimes the economy can falter. And when economies start to falter, you're going to want to check out Birch Gold. Right now, text Knowles to 989898. We are days away from the Durban Accords, the greatest threat to the U.S. dollar's global dominance in the past 80 years. On August 22nd, BRICS nations, Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa, are expected to announce the launch of a new international supercurrency fully backed by gold or other commodities. This is part of their long-term plan to supplant the U.S. and the dollar as cornerstones of the global financial system. You can protect your IRA or 401k from the fallout from this landmark announcement by diversifying with gold from Birch Gold. Historically, gold has been a safe haven in times of high uncertainty, which is right now. When currencies fail, gold is a safe haven. How much more time does the dollar have? Protect your savings with gold. Birch Gold as an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. Thousands of happy customers. Text Knowles, Canada to 989898. Get your free info kit on gold. If a central bank digital currency becomes a reality, it will be nice to have some gold to depend upon. Text Knowles, Canada to 989898. Speaking of the libs misunderstanding things and also having a blatant disregard for human life, There's a story, I bet you saw this go around the news or at least social media over the weekend. A Nebraska teenager, a poor young girl, was jailed for having an abortion. You said it couldn't happen here. We're living in the handmaid's tale. This girl went to jail for an abortion, allegedly. According to David Frum, David Frum, who's not just some crazy lib. David Frum was a speechwriter for George W. Bush. David Frum, for a long time, was considered a leading conservative intellectual. He's now probably considered a little bit more liberal, but many people would still call him on the center right. David Frum tweets out, they swore up and down. They wouldn't send girls and women to prisons for abortions. They lied. Brian Cohen, who is a liberal, he's been on, I think he's been on this show before. I've been on TV with him before, at least. Brian Cohen tweeted out, uh, quote, A Nebraska teenager has been sentenced to jail and charged as a felon after ending her pregnancy with abortion pills. She faces up to five years in prison. This teen was not sent. Oh, no, I'm sorry. This is what the the community note says. I love community notes. Community notes, it's probably the best feature that Elon has brought back and really built up during his tenure at Twitter. The community notes here on Brian Cohen's post says, the teen was not sentenced for having a chemically induced abortion during her third trimester, but for burning, burying, and concealing a dead body. So she wasn't charged. It, even though she had a, a, an abortion, she murdered her child in the third trimester. If you've never seen a, an ultrasound of what a baby looks like in the third trimester, do it just looks like any ordinary baby. And this teenage girl murdered her baby who looks just like any other baby that you'd see newborn. Uh, That's not what she was sentenced for. She was sentenced to 90 days in prison, not all that long, not for murdering her precious little child, which she did, but for disposing of this baby's dead body in a way that desecrated the body and tried to set it on fire and all sorts of crazy stuff. Not only is the girl going to prison for 90 days, the girl's mother faces potentially up to five years in prison because the mother, 42 years old, helped the girl do it, helped the girl bury the body. Just like any street criminal, 
I mean, really bad street criminal, any mafioso, any mobster who says, yeah, come on over here. We'll help you bury the bodies out here in Las Vegas. Yeah. You go through the desert, there's bodies buried everywhere. That kind of stuff. This is what the mother has done. Abortion in Nebraska is not totally banned. Should be, but isn't. You can kill your baby in Nebraska up to 12 weeks, up to a third of the pregnancy. This girl did it at 28 weeks. This baby could have lived outside the womb. She could have just induced labor, given birth to this baby, put the baby up for adoption. She never would have had to think about it again. She wouldn't have been inconvenienced for one single solitary second. She chose instead to murder her child. And she wasn't even put in jail for that. She was put in jail for what? This is the crux of it all. The reason that the libs have to lie about this story the reason this law is actually very instructive. Maybe in some places you'll hear people calling for punishments of people for having abortions. That's not the mainstream pro-life position. It's punish the abortionist. It's punish people for burning and desecrating a body, say, but, but not for even having an illegal abortion, not, not for the mother to do that. But, but the, this law is very instructive in that it reminds you there's a body Whose body is it? It's the baby's body. Why do the libs have to lie about this story? Because if you read about what happened here, you recognize that the baby is a baby. If the baby were just a clump of cells, you wouldn't have to bury it. Or you wouldn't have to try to destroy the body to hide it from people, all of whom can recognize, just looking with their own two eyes, this is a little baby. Sometimes people say about Richard Nixon, he didn't, he didn't commit the crime of the Watergate break-in. What he was guilty of is the cover-up. Well, that's what we're seeing here. The crime is the cover-up because the cover-up is a particularly ghastly thing where you're, where you're hacking up a body like, and, like the most stone-cold psycho you can imagine, Jeffrey Dahmer kind of stuff. And they know that when people hear that story, they're going to, to not only side with the justice system here, at the very least, it's pro- probably lenient, but they're going to turn on abortion. They're going to turn toward the cause of life. And so these libs have to lie about it. Now, speaking of women's issues, the U.S. women's soccer team apparently had a game over the weekend. I'm not the biggest fan. Can't say I've ever watched even 30 seconds of a U.S. women's soccer game. But during the national anthem, a significant portion of the team decided not to put their hands over their hearts, but to stand somberly, hands behind their back, disrespecting the Star Spangled Banner. There you go. One girl puts her hand on her heart. Good. Respectful. Wow, they don't even teach the kids to do it. There's another girl. Okay, there's another girl who has her hand on her heart. The rest of the vast majority of the team. There's another one. At least two to one, they're disrespecting the flag, not putting their hand on their heart, standing stoically. They're not willing to, they're not willing to take the knee that got all that kind of trouble in the NFL. Okay, there we go. There's one guy with his hand on his heart. It's at least half the girls are not doing it. It's probably more, a little more than half the girls. No hand on their heart. So it's a subtler form of disrespect than the Colin Kaepernick stuff. <laughs> and then you can see, because you could tell this was a political problem, the cameras start zooming in on the girls who do have their hands on their hearts. But you can't ignore it. It's just so clear so many of them are not doing this. 
Why are they not doing it? Are they not doing it because they were brought up the wrong way? Like those little kids, they've got these little kids standing in front of the women's soccer team. They're, they don't have their hands on their heart. I don't blame the kids for that. The kids were just brought up the wrong way. Their parents didn't teach them how they're supposed to stand for the, the Star Spangled Banner. The adults should know better. And furthermore, I'm skeptical that this is just some innocent mistake. One, because their, their teammates have their hands on their hearts. So they're noticing that this is what one does. And two, because U.S. women's soccer has historically been extremely left-wing and unpatriotic. I think of that awful woman, Megan Rapinoe, as the poster child of this. And because in sports broadly, there has been this this rebellion against the Star Spangled Banner and the flag, which symbolizes the whole country. So what are we to do about this? What I would be inclined to do, at the very least, is fire those women who disrespect the flag from the team. Just fire them outright. And potentially what I would do, because this has been a problem in U.S. women's soccer for so long, is just disband the team. Just get rid of it. And maybe you think that's a little bit harsh, but then let me ask you this question. What's the point of U.S. women's soccer? What's the point? Is it to get a lot of viewership? It doesn't get that much viewership. Okay, let's not, it's not as bad as the WNBA, but it's, it doesn't get a lot of viewership. But e- even if it were a really popular team, that's not the point. That's not what it's for. The point of a U.S. national team is to represent the U.S. nation. And so if the team disrespects the nation that it exists to represent, then the team does not fulfill its main purpose, and you should just disband it. And you can either start again or just not have one. No one's going to miss the U.S. women's soccer team, so just get rid of it. If the salt loses its savor, Wherewith shall it be salted? What is the point of the salt? No, then it's good for nothing and ought to be trampled underfoot. We have forgotten in the modern age, not just on the left, but even many people on the right, that things have a purpose. A thing is defined, in fact, by its purpose. You, to use the, some of the more formal language, some of the Aristotelian language, you, you are not, you as a person are not defined by, merely by your purpose, like in the way that the leftist tears tumbler is defined by bringing delicious leftist tears into my mouth. That's what it's for. If it can no longer do that, then it has no purpose. It's, it's lost its essence. You, you're a little different than that because you're a primary substance and you're made by God. You're not an artifact made by man. But At the very least, these things that are just man-made constructs, they have a purpose. They're defined by that. If they don't fulfill that, then get rid of it. We have such mission drift, such mission creep in in all of these man-made institutions now. Do you remember during the Obama administration, we were told that the point of NASA was to make peace with the Muslim world? NASA, NASA, the thing that exists to go to the moon and to go to outer space and to take pictures of the stars. We said, no, actually the real purpose is to make friends with the Muslim world. That's it. The real, the real purpose of the U.S. Army is to make people feel really good about their gender identity or whatever. No, that's not, no, the point of the U.S. Army is to kill people. <laughs> okay, it's not, it's not to, it's not to really come to recognize white rage and correct the deep-seated oppression of the patriarchy of the, no, the point of the U.S. Army is to kill our enemies. That's the point of it. And if we're not doing that or if we're putting the cart before the horse, then we need to f- structurally change that. And until there are consequences for this kind of mission creep, and in the case of the U.S. women's soccer team, undermining the very, totally undermining the very purpose of the thing, 
until there are consequences. And someone goes in there and says, no, we define things by their purpose. And when they contradict that purpose, we cut it out. When, when we, in a phrase, stop pretending that freedom, quote unquote, is an end unto itself, and start to remember that freedom is a means to human flourishing, that freedom, I'm, now I'm just channeling the founding fathers and all great statesmen in history, that freedom is the right to do what we ought to do, that end in sight, not merely the ability to do whatever we want to amuse ourselves until we die. We're not going to be able to fix these problems until we recognize that liberty in America is an instrument for the purpose of attaining the blessings of liberty. There it is. It's right there in our constitution. Until we recognize that, we're going to continue to put the cart before the horse and things are going to become even more and more absurd. Now, speaking of cars, when you want to buy a car, you got to check out CarZing. Right now, go to carsing.com slash Knowles. Buying a new car can be a stressful experience for anyone, especially if you're a first-time buyer or have no credit. Before you walk into a dealership and spend the whole day with crowds and stress and the potential not even to find the right car, you've got to check out Carsing. Carsing is completely changing the way you buy a car online by partnering with credit agencies, lenders, and over 25,000 dealers nationwide. Carsing provides you with everything you need before stepping foot onto a dealership. Once you find the right car at your ideal budget, all you've got to do is bring your saved deal voucher with you to the dealership to finalize your next ride. It is super simple. Even if you are not in the market for a new car, you should check out CarZing anyway. CarZing's online shopping experience goes beyond mere images. You can dive deep into each vehicle's specs, features, performance capabilities. Zoom in on the craftsmanship of the interior. Marvel at cutting-edge technology Admire what sets these cars away from the rest. CarZing helps make your experience faster, cheaper, and less stressful. CarZing.com slash Knowles. Head on over there today. Find the best deals near you. CarZing.com slash Knowles. Those environmentalists, they drive me crazy, especially when they stop women from taking their little babies to the hospital. Well, aren't you sick of them? They'll tell you to ride a bicycle while they fly in private jets. They'll insist that you stop eating meat because of methane or something, but they'll happily chow down on their juicy, fancy steaks in Davos. I bet you do a much better job of conserving the environment than, say, John Kerry or St. Greta, St. Greta of the Blessed Sailor Boat, especially if you get Jeremy's new green tea and citrus hand soap. You probably didn't know where that commercial was coming for a while. Uh, yeah, I certainly didn't. Well, here it is. It's free of parabens, sulfates, it's also free of DEI and ESG and BAD and LMNOP, for that matter. It's not tested on animals. It's made right here in the US of A. That means that you can feel patriotic and superior at the same time. So do yourself a favor. Wash your hands of hypocritical libs once and for all. Go to jeremysrazors.com. Order your green tea and citrus hand soap today. Speaking of national politics and ladies... Lauren Boebert, my friend Lauren Boebert, is calling for the impeachment of Joe Biden. Uh, Lauren says, we promised to uncover Joe Biden's corrupt business deals. That is exactly what we have done. Jim Banks, another great conservative Republican in Congress, he, he said the same thing. He said, quote, most corrupt family ever to live in the White House impeach. Why is that? Why are they calling for Biden's impeachment right now? You know, Republicans are always calling for Biden's impeachment. Well, it's because the House Oversight Committee has released an FBI form, an FD-1023, that is from an FBI informant 
that alleges and explains how uh, Joe Biden was involved in, personally in a $5 million bribery scheme with a Burisma executive that was released by the House Oversight Committee and Chuck Grassley. So overall, that means this Ukrainian oligarch paid the Bidens, Hunter and Joe, 10 million bucks in exchange for the sale of American influence. So should we impeach Joe Biden? We've been talking about this since before the man took office, since he was just elected, or at the very least, claimed to be prepared to be uh, installed as the president of the United States. Anyway, uh, should now be the time. I have been one of the most consistent voices opposed to impeaching Biden for impeachment's sake. And I've got two, two good words to explain why we shouldn't impeach Joe Biden. Those words are Kamala Harris. But also because I, I felt we didn't have a good predicate for it. Impeachment, as some of us observed during the Trump impeachments, is not merely a political act, but it, it's also a legal act. It has a legal requirement to it. You have to have plausibly committed high crimes and misdemeanors to have impeachment brought, and then you have a trial, and then you're convicted or you're not convicted. The legal basis is now there. If the Joe Biden payoff scheme, for which there is such ample evidence, we've got terabytes of data from Hunter Biden's laptop that include texts, that include emails, that include photos, okay, we've got videos, you couldn't possibly have more evidence against these guys. And we've got Joe Biden on tape saying that he threatened to withhold a billion dollars in U.S. aid to Ukraine unless they fired the prosecutor that was looking into his son, uh, the company that his son was working for, the company that allegedly paid 10 million bucks to the Bidens. We've just got so much evidence for this. If this isn't public corruption, I don't know what is. Now, this was corruption that the Bidens allegedly engaged in while Joe was vice president. Okay, fine. It's still, if this is not a high crime or misdemeanor, I don't know what is. Now, the other argument against impeachment was, well, what are we going to do? We're just going to impeach everybody. The one party is always going to impeach the other party when he's in office. That's going to lead to a breakdown in our political system. Yeah, I guess so. And Republicans have contributed to some degree to that, but the Democrats really started it. The, the Democrats started this with Nixon at the presidential level. The Democrats started this weakening of our ordinary political systems with, with the torpedoing of Judge Bork during the Reagan administration. And so the Dems started it. We've played the game too. We impeached Bill Clinton, uh, but the Democrats then impeached Joe, uh, Donald Trump, I think 150 times they've impeached him so far and they're going to keep impeaching him. Now they're, they're trying to uh, indict him after he's left office. And if he wins election again, you know they're going to impeach him about 700 more times. So even beyond that, the Democrats are attacking people for being conservative. They're sicking the FBI on people for being pro-life and protesting outside of Planned Parenthoods. They're sending the FBI to go spy on Catholic churches, the ones that are particularly conservative. They're now in Michigan. You're seeing people who question the 2020 election now being brought up on charges. Okay, you're obviously seeing Trump being brought up on charges for this. So this goes a step further. This is not just the Democrats wielding political power to be harsher to their enemies than to their friends. This is the Democrats criminalizing conservative politics to say nothing of the censorship, to say nothing of the ostracism and the professional consequences that come from being ordinarily a conservative. So if the Democrats are going to criminalize conservative political action, we just have no choice. I don't want the libs to be able to call our shots and decide who we nominate for office and decide how we act. But 
in war and in politics, your enemy has a say, and you have to react in real time. This was what the Never Trumpers didn't understand. This is what the squishes to this day don't understand, is they want to live in a time that no longer exists. So they say, well, why can't politics be like it was back in the 90s or something? Why can't politics be like it used to be when I was a kid, when I have these memories of politics working better? Because it's not. That's why. That's why. And back when we had I love Bob Dole, but back when we had Bob Dole, back when we had John McCain as a nominee, back when we had Mitt Romney as a nominee, they lost. And they lost in part because of the weakness of their positions, and they lost in part because the Democrats were playing a different game and playing a, a much harsher game. And we don't want to engage in that harsher game. We don't want to wield impeachment as freely as the liberals do. But they've been doing this for a long time. They've been doing this since Nixon. And either we're going to play that game or we're just going to concede and we're going to lose in a supposedly dignified way that I don't think has any dignity at all. So I'm with Lauren. I'm with Jim. The time is now to impeach Joe Biden. I'm as slow on it as anybody. The time, my friend. We all love to get out on the open road, see the country, feel the wind in our hair. But if you have the same car you've been driving for years, you might not feel so great after a car breakdown. Unless you have a plan through CarShield. CarShield is America's most trusted vehicle protection company, and for almost 20 years, they've helped Americans protect their out-of-warranty vehicles. From car and trucks to SUVs, a plan through CarShield can protect up to 5,000 parts and systems and save you big dollars on your engine, transmission, entertainment system, and more. It's as easy as going to carshield.com slash Shapiro. With plans that include unlimited miles, road trips have never been easier. Plus, you get exclusive access to CarShield's concierge service, as well as 24-7 roadside assistance and help with flat or damaged tires, lockouts, and rental car options. Call CarShield to speak with an expert here in the U.S. that can answer all your questions and get you a free quote in minutes. Don't wait another minute. Visit CarShield now before a breakdown happens and you get stuck with an expensive repair bill. Save 20% and get your free quote by going to carshield.com Shapiro now. That's carshield.com Shapiro to save 20% today. Friends has come. Speaking of Joe Biden's legal problems, if this doesn't sum it up, I don't know what does. Hunter Biden was visiting his lawyer, Hollywood lawyer Kevin Morris. And they're in Hollywood. You know, Hunter's hanging out in, in either Malibu or the Palisades right now with who knows what people and substances. And he's, he's making his doodle paintings that he sells for half a million dollars a piece to launder money to the Biden family. So that, that's, that's just the corruption that's out in the open, by the way. Well, Hunter decides to visit his lawyer because he does have legal problems. And the lawyer, Kevin Morris, was photographed on his balcony while Hunter was visiting, ripping a bong. I'm not even knocking the guy for puffing the devil's lettuce, the sin spinach, the Peruvian parsley. I would knock him for it, but that's not even... It's how brazen it is. It's how brazen. You've got Hunter Biden here. Hunter Biden's in your home. You know he's under media scrutiny. You know there's so much evidence of public corruption. And you just say, yeah, screw it. Who cares? What are you going to do to us? What are you stupid peasants going to do to us? What are you conservatives going to do? What are you Republicans going to do? You're not going to do nothing. Yeah. Yeah, you've seen hours of Hunter Biden committing all sorts of crimes on video. Yeah, whatever. You're not going to do anything. Now, hold on while I rip from this bong. Some people are saying, look, this is evidence that Hunter hasn't cleaned up. Is Hunter cleaned up? I don't know. Uh, I would be surprised, but it'd be nice. You can hope and pray that he's cleaned up. Actually, the fact that Hunter's lawyer went out onto the balcony to rip the bong while Hunter was over is pretty good evidence that Hunter wasn't ripping the bong because otherwise they'd just be, they'd be doing drugs together in the room. So, okay, that's, 
I'll be as charitable as I can to Hunter Biden that maybe Hunter wasn't, wasn't puffing on the sin spinach himself. But what this is also evidence of is that Hunter is not taking this investigation seriously. He's got some pothead dope of a lawyer who's just banging around Hollywood, ripping bong hits while they're supposed to be in a meeting about legal strategy because they know that the guy's not going to face any consequences. They know that you can get Hunter Biden basically dead to rights taking bribes, demanding bribes, not paying taxes, having shakedowns all around the world to say nothing of the drug and sex crimes. And what are they going to get? Brandishing weapons left and right. What are they going to get them on? They're going to get them on two misdemeanor tax crimes and a diversion program for the weapon, (laughs) meaning he'll face no days in jail. The weapons charge will be expunged from his record. It's just nothing. So yeah, whatever. Who cares? Hunter could hire Charlie Day to be his lawyer. It doesn't matter. You don't need a real lawyer. Biden's get away with whatever they want. And Republicans, if you ever object to it, you're going to jail. Now, speaking of presidential politics on our side, new poll from Harvard Harris shows really good news for Vivek Ramaswamy, tough news for the number two candidate, Ron DeSantis. Really good news for Trump. Trump is now up. According to this Harvard Harris poll, Trump is up 40 points. Trump is at 52. DeSantis, 12%. Vivek Ramaswamy, 10%. So in a statistical tie. Pence, shockingly, still holding relatively strong at 7%. After the Tucker drubbing, then it's kind of surprising. Though perhaps, so this was July 19th through the 20th. So I guess this actually should take into account the Tucker drubbing. And uh, Pence still holding strong at 7, Haley at 4. Tim Scott's down there at 2, has not taken off. Chris Christie holding on with his 2 uh, the rest of the guys, you know, down at one or 2%. Now what happens if it's just Trump versus DeSantis, just the top two guys, Trump's lead drops a little bit, but his numbers obviously improve because you're taking so many candidates out of the race. So Trump at 63, DeSantis at 37. So it's 20 points, 26 point swing. That is from Harvard Harris, which is a respected poll. What does this mean? It means that Vivek is taking points from DeSantis. It means that I think all these other guys are taking points from DeSantis. But Vivek in particular is growing because Vivek's campaign is throwing spaghetti at the wall and trying out new stuff and getting kind of weird and taking chances. And all the other campaigns are playing it safe. And as all the other campaigns play it safe, the, the, the number two campaign that has to, has to take shots at Trump if it wants to go anywhere is going to diminish. Trump is basically going to benefit. He can play it safe because no one's taken points from him. And the other candidates remain where they are. DeSantis and Vivek are in different circumstances, so I don't mean to be too harsh to the DeSantis campaign here. Vivek can play nice with Trump because Vivek came from nowhere. So he can play nice with Trump, not irritate the Trump voters, maybe be kind of nice to Trump voters in a way that the DeSantis campaign has not succeeded at doing yet. Maybe they're trying, but they haven't succeeded at sweet-talking the Trump voters away from Trump to DeSantis. And so Vivek can take most of his shots against DeSantis. That's in his political interest to do. And it's, it's effective. It's easier to do than taking shots at Trump. The DeSantis campaign has a very difficult task ahead of it. And it has had this task from the beginning. So they, I hope they went into this with their eyes wide open, which is they need to attack Donald Trump without attacking Trump's voters. Vivek can kind of play all around the field because he came out of nowhere and he's not the number two guy yet. But DeSantis, the strong, was the clear number two guy. 
His only person that he can take shots at is Trump. And he's got to win over a huge number of Trump voters who are unusually loyal to their candidate. And so he's got to attack Trump while still sweet-talking the voters. Can he do that? He hasn't done it yet. This is increasingly hard because the Trump voters are not moving to DeSantis. So there's going to be an impulse among the DeSantis supporters, maybe not even among the official top tier of the campaign, but among the middle and lower tiers of the campaign to start going after those Trump voters. That will be death to the DeSantis campaign. I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not knocking them because they're not succeeding at it right now, but they've got to figure it out because otherwise there's a shot that DeSantis, forget about might not overtake Trump as number one. He might not even remain number two if they don't make a hard pivot on the campaign right now as I have been encouraging them to do for a long time. I speak the truth in love, my friends. It's because I like Ron DeSantis and I have a number of friends on his campaign. They've got to make a pivot or else you could be looking at Vivek Ramaswamy as the number two guy. Now, speaking of learning things, when you want to learn, you got to check out Hillsdale College. Right now, head on over to hillsdale.edu slash Knowles. Are you a few years or maybe decades out of school and wondering what the heck did I even learn and what was the point? You might think to yourself that you don't have time to learn something new. If that's you, then know this. You're not alone. It's not too late. Since 1844, Hillsdale College has been providing education in faith, freedom, and character. They have taken some of the core classes that they teach on campus and made them available for free online for anyone who wants to learn. That is right for free. There are 39 free courses to choose from, ranging from the U.S. Constitution, the Book of Genesis, to free market economics. They are easy to follow. They are self-paced, so you can start whenever you want. In fact, you can start right now. It's everything you need all in one place. No long-term commitment. Go to Hillsdale College. Let them be your guide. Go to hillsdale.edu slash Knowles to enroll. No cost. Easy to get started. Hillsdale.edu slash Knowles to register. Hillsdale.edu slash Knowles. My favorite comment on Friday is from Shaz Westable who says, the best thing you have ever done was your interview with Jacob Chansley, the QAnon shaman. I applaud you eternally. That seriously took you out of your comfort zone and you nailed it. Oh, thank you so much. It's getting really nice responses. Uh, This was my two and a half hour interview with the QAnon shaman. You can get most of the interview on YouTube. If you want the full uncensored interview, there were, there were some moments we had to take out because of big tech rules or they would have killed the whole channel. So you, you get that at Daily Wire Plus. You can get it at M. Knowles show on Twitter. This is the first long sit-down interview that the QAnon shaman has had since getting out of prison. He was in prison for 41 months. And the conversation was all over the place. And, uh, you know, Jacob's views, I, I, he doesn't like this term, but I, I think it's pretty safe to say they're very new age. And so, uh, you know, I, I tried in our discussion to point out what the difference is between his views and say a, a Christian view would be or a traditional view or conservative view. But mostly, I mean, the, the purpose of those long interviews, the Michael Ann series, is I, I just find these people fascinating. And few, few people <laughs> that you've ever come across are more fascinating than Jacob Chansley. So I I just wanted that to be an opportunity to learn about who this guy is. And I, I think he's a really interesting chap, and he's very different uh, than the media would have him portrayed. So really go, go uh, check it out if you haven't already. Speaking of Trump, the date is set for one of the Trump trials. I guess we've got to be specific now because there's so many trials because the libs are trying to throw this guy in a gulag for the rest of his life. Uh, federal Judge Aileen Cannon has said, 
that the Trump classified documents trial will start May 20th, 2024 in Florida, in a swing state. Could you imagine, you're a Hollywood scriptwriter, could you write a more compelling storyline? You've got the general election in November of 2024. The trial for Trump, whether or not they're going to throw him in prison, starts May 20th, 2024. Not just about, will we upend centuries of precedent and jail a former president, jail the leader of the opposition, but will, will a man win the presidency from a jail cell? Will, oh my goodness, can you imagine? And in Florida, a big swing state, though even now it's kind of just a Republican state. Why is it in May of 2024? The AP is reporting, AP is a far left outlet, but I think they're probably right about this, that the date was seen as a compromise between a request from prosecutors to set the trial for this December, they really wanted to speed it up, presumably to try to kill Trump's nomination, and a request from defense lawyers to schedule it after the presidential election, which would seem to make a lot more sense. But this, the narrative demands this gripping, this gripping date. And frankly, if I were the Trump defense team, and especially if I were the Trump campaign team, I'd be happy with it. I think basically this is good for the GOP. I think this is good for Trump. Trump maybe won't be the nominee, but as of now, a a gambling man would say that Trump will be the nominee. His numbers are extraordinarily dominant, and they're only either staying the same or getting better. Uh, This will, I think, this trial will fire up the base, obviously, if you you think that this election is really about whether or not we're going to see the leader of of the the opposition party, the leader of of our party, we the base, uh, go to prison for the rest of his life. I think that's going to fire you up. And just the way in 2016, the open Supreme Court seat from Justice Scalia motivated the base. Yeah, okay, so you get the base out there and a lot of presidential elections are just about motivating your own people. But furthermore, I think that this trial will persuade moderates and independents and centrist people to come over to the Republican and Trump side, assuming Trump's the nominee. The the Democrats believe that it will push moderates and centrists and independents to their side because people aren't going to want to vote for a criminal. I don't think that's how people are going to view it. I think the American people are a, a lot smarter than that. And they're going to see this as it, as it is, as an unprecedented political prosecution and persecution of the leader of the opposition. And I think this is too far. You're, you're seeing a populist conservative movement among ordinary people for now some years in America, in the UK, you're seeing it in Spain, you're seeing it in Hungary, you're seeing it in Italy, you're seeing it in Germany, you've seen it in Sweden. So this is not just a fluke. You're seeing the people kind of rise up and say, liberalism has gone too far. You obviously see it on a particular ideology pertaining to human nature that we're not allowed to talk about on big tech, you know, boys and girls and stuff like that. You're seeing ordinary people push back against that. You're seeing the pendulum swing. I think moderates and independents and centrists are going to look at this if the Democrats do convict Trump, even if they just put him on trial, then the trial's been going on that close to the election. They're going to say, too far. We're not going to reward the Democrats for this. Maybe I'm too rosy about it, but I just think if it's going to cut one way or the other, I think this trial date cuts in the favor of Trump and the Republicans. 
We all love to get out on the open road, see the country, feel the wind in our hair. But if you have the same car you've been driving for years, you might not feel so great after a car breakdown, unless you have a plan through CarShield. CarShield is America's most trusted vehicle protection company, and for almost 20 years, they've helped Americans protect their out-of-warranty vehicles. From car and trucks to SUVs, a plan through CarShield can protect up to 5,000 parts and systems and save you big dollars on your engine, transmission, entertainment system, and more. It's as easy as going to carshield.com Shapiro. With plans that include unlimited miles, road trips have never been easier. Plus, you get exclusive access to CarShield's concierge service, as well as 24-7 roadside assistance and help with flat or damaged tires, lockouts, and rental car options. Call CarShield to speak with an expert here in the U.S. that can answer all your questions and get you a free quote in minutes. Don't wait another minute. Visit CarShield now before a breakdown happens and you get stuck with an expensive repair bill. Save 20% and get your free quote by going to carshield.com Shapiro now. That's carshield.com Shapiro to save 20 today. Lickens. Speaking of politicians on trial and things that I can't say on YouTube, which is why you got to watch the show at Daily Wire Plus and Twitter and on the RSS feed, the nation's first ever, first ever trans-identifying state rep will now go down in history for another reason, because he was arrested for child porn and exploitation. This is a uh, trans-identifying Democrat, former New Hampshire state lawmaker. Uh, it's, not even, it's not even just that the guy downloaded these hideous child abuse images on his computer or something. It's not even that he just got caught with a bad hard drive or something. This gets way darker. This guy has a girlfriend. Even though he identifies as a woman, he has a girlfriend. I guess he's a lesbian. This guy, Barry Lawton, 39-year-old dude, conspired, allegedly, with his girlfriend, who's 38-year-old Lindsey Groves, daycare worker, uh, to, to exploit children at her daycare. This woman had worked at this daycare for a long time. There were text messages between the two of them of what they wanted to do to these children that are so heinous that I'm not going to read any part of them on the air. This is a family show. Uh, whatever you're imagining, it's worse. Let's just, let's just leave it at that. Okay, so we have a trans-identifying guy who's got obviously all sorts of sexual hang-ups, who gets caught, allegedly, engaging in all sorts of sexual crimes and trying to commit even more sexual crimes, the most heinous sexual crimes you can possibly imagine. To that, I say, it's always the ones you most expect, isn't it? Maybe not 100% of the time. Yeah, sometimes people who otherwise seem reasonable do bad things. But most of the time, the vast majority of the time, you could have predicted this, is what I'm saying. You could predict this. Again and again and again. And what's his defense? This is the cherry on top. His defense here, he blames his child sex crimes on mental illness. I am not allowed. This is why this segment is not on YouTube. I am not allowed to say that if you're a man and you believe that you're a woman and you chop your body up and do all that stuff, that you maybe have some mental illnesses. I'm not allowed to say that. You're not permitted in, in public life. You, if you said that at your office, you could, you could lose your job. If you said that at a school, you could be expelled. If you say that on big tech, you certainly will be deplatformed. But that's what he said. He said, no, 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 the reason I did this is because I'm mentally ill. Oh, gee, you don't say. You're a dude who thinks you're a chick and 
you're telling me you have mental illness. Yeah, I know. We all know that, but we're not allowed to say it. And so we, uh, these sexual diseases are allowed to, to fester and then bad things happen. Of course he's mentally ill, but transgenderism is only a mentally, mental illness when it is convenient for the libs. And if we could apply a standard and speak freely in a way that is conducive with things that we all know are true, maybe you could prevent these crimes from happening. It's not just uh, about one preference or another preference or orderliness or being priggish or anything like that. People are doing heinous sexual things to themselves and to victims some of whom are of age, some of whom are not of age, some of whom are little kids. And the sexual crimes against children, including by the liberal establishment, including by supposed physicians, including by kids' parents who are sterilizing them and chopping them up and sending them down all sorts of horrible pathways, they're increasing. This is not merely some academic conversation that we're all batting around in, in a faculty lounge. This is, are we going to protect the most vulnerable people in the country or not? And are we even allowed to raise the prospect or even talk about these people's crimes on the main platforms in the public square. As of right now, mostly you cannot. And that's a big political problem. And until the Republicans and the conservatives wield their political power to do something about it, it's probably not going to get better. Now, I've got so much more to say. I've got so many more transgender things to talk about. (laughs) Uh, Not on YouTube. But we can't. The rest of the show continues now. We've run out of time on the main show. If you are just a member of the Hoi Polloi out there, then you've got to join the member block. You've got to come over for the member segmentum. You've got to increase your prestige. Become a member of the Chem de la Chem. Head on over to dailywire.com slash Knowles. Use code Knowles to check out for two months free on all annual plans. Picture this. You're driving on the open road, taking in the beautiful views this country offers. Then out of nowhere, you hear a noise and your car breaks down. While still frustrating, you feel protected because you have a plan through CarShield. CarShield has helped millions of drivers from having to pay back-breaking car repair costs. All you have to do is call before a breakdown. Plans can pay for expensive repairs on your out-of-warranty car, truck, or SUV. All for CarShield's low monthly rate that never goes up as long as you cover your car. With a plan through CarShield, you get protection on over 5,000 major parts and systems with just a visit to carshield.com Shapiro. I'm talking big money items like your transmission, engine, electronics, and so much more. CarShield is here to keep you moving forward and make car breakdowns and the repairs that follow just a tiny bump in the road. Go to carshield.com Shapiro. Protect yourself from the unprecedented rise in costs for parts and repairs. Visit now to save 20%. CarShield.com slash Shapiro. That's CarShield.com slash Shapiro.